deep within the murky swamps of rural South Carolina lurks a creature which lays in wait, hidden in plain sight as it stalks helpless teenagers and other unsuspecting victims. It is a creature which roams the earth alone. It is half man, half alien, and half lizard. With an appetite for Chrome and McDonald's employees, it strikes terror deep into the hearts of the local populace, and whenever spotted, causes guns to fly off the shelves and Home Depots to sell completely out of deadbolts. In the words of late country music legend Jim Nesbitt, if you want to get yourself a little thrill, take a little trip down to Bishopville. As in South Carolina in the county of Lee, the Browntown Road is the place to be, the home of the Lizard Man. Welcome back to episode number 22 of Super Mystery Bros, the most shocking podcast on the net. My name is Nate, and with me again, as usual, is my co-host Kyle, and we welcome you back to a slightly more spooky episode than usual. Kyle, do we have any announcements to make? Um, I don't personally, but I think you might have some announcements to make. Yeah, so in case you haven't heard, our original Instagram account got permanently suspended no warning or explanation was given to us. Um, so we have a new one. It's just su- at super mystery bros. I don't know about you, man, but I don't like this brave new internet world anymore. And I, I kind of want off this ride, man. Like I just want to go back to the good old days of the internet and just live in 2006 again. Oh yeah, man. Who doesn't love dial up? You know, <laughs> I didn't have dial up in 2006, man. I had cable. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, man. DSL. There you go. Yeah. Um, also, this isn't quite our Halloween special. This one's sort of like a hybrid between a regular episode and a Halloween special. But our official actual Halloween special is going to drop next weekend. So tighten the waist strap on your huggies for that one because it's going to be our scariest one to date. Um, next up on our list, what can our loyal listeners do if they want to help us out this spooky season? Well, Nate, I was thinking it'd be great if our listeners, um, if you're a fan of part, uh, if you're a fan of carving pumpkins, you can carve Super Mystery Bros right into the front of a pumpkin, right? Stick a candle in it, put it right on your front porch for your whole neighborhood to see. That's that that'll be a great way to get the word out, you know, especially with a good Halloween episode coming up soon. Yeah. Kids love this podcast, too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Are you ready to get this one started? Ready. Bishopville, South Carolina. Located kind of in the central part of the state in Lee County, it's a small town where everybody knows each other. Although located in one of South Carolina's poorest counties, the local residents here pride themselves on being home to a World War I Medal of Honor recipient and the 1945 Heisman Trophy winner. However, what once was a place full of sunshiny streets and friendly smiling faces 
would quickly turn into what can almost be described as a war zone. In the summer of the year of our Lord 1988, just a couple weeks before yours truly was born, a truly diabolical series of events would unfold that would leave gun shops completely gutted out and Home Depots all over the state of South Carolina completely sold out of deadbolts. The county was thrown into chaos as thousands of armed men and media descended into the area, hell-bent on ridding the town of a sinister force that had begun terrorizing local residents, leaving the folks who were old enough to remember the events completely traumatized and the subsequent generations gripped by fear ever since, having never gotten the answers that they deserve. Until tonight. Mid-July, 1988. As the dog days of summer were in full swing in the deep south, and while kids were outside selling lemonade, playing baseball, and shooting at each other with BB guns, Sheriff Liston Tuesdale, an old-fashioned... Truesdale, excuse me. Sheriff Liston Truesdale, an old-fashioned small-town lawman, was out in the field investigating a report made by a couple regarding their 1985 Ford LTD having been chewed up or mauled just outside of their residence in Browntown, located to the southwest of Bishopville. The chrome trim on their unassuming family sedan had been completely peeled off, in addition to the wheel well having been torn off with the entire mess being left in a pile on the ground. In addition, visible claw and tooth marks were also left on the vehicle, having apparently been mauled by someone or something that was lurking in this small town community. Furthermore, strange three-toed footprints were found around the vehicle. Wow, man. All right, so what is a Ford LTD? A Ford LTD is just another one of those... 80s looking sedans that you'd never be able to pick out of a lineup in a movie. It's very boxy, you know, nothing flashy, nothing memorable like a Mustang. Um, but fun fact in 1985, which was the year of their Ford LTD, you could actually get the Ford LTD LX, which all, albeit unassuming on the outside, was actually stuffed with a five liter Mustang motor, Mustang suspension, and a couple other Mustang parts. So it made it made for a great little sleeper car. It's like a stealth car, you know? Yeah. Sheriff Truesdale began his investigation by interviewing local Browntown residents, and several of them described seeing a seven foot tall lizard man with red eyes in the area. Unsure of what else to do, Truesdale quickly put the word out that if anybody knew anything about the damaged car or the so-called lizard man creature, they should quickly get in contact with him. Quote, Now, when you've got a creature that's seven feet tall with red eyes scaring people, you better look into that. I probably collected ten names, and not one of them had reported it. No one came and volunteered information. I had to pull it out of them, end quote, Truesdale later recalled. In one account, a man by the name of George Holloman stopped at an artesian well on the banks of the Scape Ore Swamp at 1 a.m. several months earlier to collect some water. Then, he noticed something at first he mistook as a dead tree laying in the road that suddenly moved off into the swamp, describing it as huge, dark in color, with glowing red eyes. 
Then, on July 16th, only a matter of days after Sheriff Truesdale's initial investigation, the plot thickened when 17-year-old Christopher Davis, along with his father Tommy Davis, walked into the sheriff's office and told them a story that would send Lizardman Mania into a full-on frenzy. Late one night, a couple weeks prior, young Chris Davis was driving home after his shift at work at the, local's, at the local McDonald's fine fast food dining establishment. Due to it being late, and Chris being an impatient teenager, he decided to take a shortcut down a rural dirt road when his 76 Celica got a flat tire. Should we describe what a 76 Celica looks like, just like the Ford LTD? Uh, sure, I can't think of it off the top of my head, so why don't you describe it? Okay, um, gorgeous car, right? You know, mid, mid-70s, mid again, very boxy, but this is a two-door Um your cabin is a little farther back, set behind the wheel well for better balance. Um, it looks like uh, like the old uh, Fair Lady Z, you know, the old Datsun 280s. Oh, yeah. Or is that the one with those those like window shades in the back? The back, win- yes. The back uh, yes, window? Yes, the 76 Celica GT did oh, those have are dope. those. Those yes. are dope. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Chris was mad as anyone would be at the prospect of having a change of blown out tire late in the night, but he did what he had to do. He pulled out the tools, jacked up his car and threw on the spare tire he had in the back. But upon finishing the job and putting away the tools, he noticed something large and in charge coming his way. Unsure of what he was seeing at first, his puzzlement soon turned to sheer terror as he was shocked and horrified by what he saw. A tall, bipedal, red, glowing-eyed creature with green, scaly skin and three-clawed hands running on two legs toward him and his car. Acting quickly, he jumped back into the car, turned on the ignition, and floored it out of there, undoubtedly sending a cloud of dust in his wake. He had gotten away, or so he thought. Soon after he hauled ass out of there, he felt a thud. The creature had leapt onto the roof of his car and was holding on, determined to not let Chris get away. Like a scene out of some shitty horror movie, Chris began to swerve his car back and forth and then slammed on his brakes. And the creature lost its grip and launched off the front of the car, landing like a limp ragdoll on the ground. By this point, Chris was able to finally speed away and head straight home, his heart pounding and his adrenaline surging at full blast. Davis was so frightened by his encounter that night that according to him and his father, it took him over two hours to calm down enough to tell his parents what had happened. Chris was even administered a polygraph test by the authorities, which he had passed. Quote, that's the story that he told me, and I believe him. I believed all they said, but I couldn't believe what they were saying. End quote. Sheriff Truesdale said, like, um... If I was a hungry lizard humanoid, I would definitely want to eat the guy who smelled like a Big Mac. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the smell of those fries would, you know, drag in creatures from miles around. Yep. Within three days of Chris Davis' report, the story was all over the news. And not just the local news, reporters from national journalistic institutions such as Good Morning America, Time, and People Magazine were calling the sheriff's office and the story even went international, being plastered on the headlines of newspapers as far away as South Korea. Quote, We were getting so many calls, we had to set up a separate, a separate office just to deal with the media, end quote, Sheriff Truesdale said. 
The entire area by this time was in a full-scale panic, as people were even going as far as covering all of the chrome on their vehicles with masking tape, as rumors had started to swirl that the Lizard Man was attracted to chrome. You know, just like fish are attracted to shiny objects. Yep. To add insult to injury, an estimated 50,000 outsiders had swarmed Lee County, which, for reference, was about double of the local population at the time. So just to explain the zeitgeist of the time, we'd like to read an article that was published on July 23rd, 1988, from the Washington Post, which was written by Michael Kernan. It begins as follows. They still haven't caught the lizard man, the seven-foot, scaly-backed green monster with red eyes that is half of South Carolina up in arms. The creature came out of a Lee County swamp outside of Bishopville and attacked a car, people say, and chased a guy all the way to Browntown. As of yesterday, at least 75 hunters with guns were parked outside the swamp, and more were expected this weekend. Quote, Looked like a football game out there, said Sheriff Liston Truesdale. They had a fire going and campers, end quote. Right now, the sheriff's main problem is the media, who have been calling him from all over the continent and demanding to be driven to the swamp. Furthermore, the owner of the Charlotte Hornets up in North Carolina wants to talk to the seven-footer about a job as a power forward. Quote, if he's that big, I hope they don't shoot him, said George Shin. Oh, I hope they save him, end quote. Sheriff's deputies are publicly doubting the report that Lizard Man stole a hood ornament from one couple's car. Experts contend that the scratches on the car were made by a red fox. Now there's a flaw right there. What would a red fox want with a hood ornament? He couldn't even begin to twist it off with his little paws. When Christopher Davis, age 17, told about the three-fingered Lizard Man who came after him when he was changing a tire near the swamp, state wildlife officials responded by reminding everyone that alligators are protected by law. Alligators, an alligator on two feet that can run from Bishopville to Browntown? This is clearly an obfuscation, and a clumsy obfuscation at that. Alligators do not have three fingers. First of all, the authorities should check out everybody who rented the creature from the Black Lagoon recently. If that doesn't turn up a suspect, then we know we have an authentic monster here. Derivative but authentic. A monster with an eye for hood ornaments. What does that say to you? An upwardly mobile monster? But why would he attack a teenager changing a tire? Maybe he wanted a ride out of the swamp. But he did get out when he ran to Browntown. He could have stayed in Browntown and opened an auto supply store. No, no, no. This goes nowhere until you read that radio station WCOS in Columbia, 50 miles to the west, is offering $1 million for Lizard Man's capture. Holy shit. Here is conclusive evidence that the whole episode is an obfuscation because for a lousy million, who would bother turning him in? All the lottery winners will tell you, a million just messes up your lifestyle and more often than not, leaves you in debt with your friends all mad at you. The point is this. Somebody wants Lizard Man, sorry, Lizard Person, to stay out there in the swamp. Somebody wants those cars to get terrorized and people to get chased and hunters to churn up the underbrush with their campers. Because what else is there to do with all those news reporters and feature writers and editors and technicians and van drivers and balloon blowers and anchormen and foreign correspondents and Emma Nissen's... I don't know how to pronounce that, man. Do you? No, it's it. It looks like MCs, but in French. 
well, I, I guess I should have learned how to pronounce that word before making myself look like a complete idiot. But anyway, uh, lesson learned. <laughs> Eminence's Greece, uh, I don't know, French word, still simmering after Atlanta and the next convention three weeks away. We're going to Lee County, people. Call the Holiday Inn. End of article. That guy was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was a it was a nice article, man. That's why I wanted to include it. Yeah, it's very, very personal article, right? This guy has no problem just putting putting out exactly what he's thinking and feeling at all times into this article yeah. is great. Local merchants began to cash in on the craze, selling lizard man themed t-shirts and other crap. And tourism to the area began to increase exponentially. A local radio station began giving eyewitness accounts of the lizard man intensive coverage and even offered a $1 million bounty to anyone who could bring in the creature dead or alive. In August of that year, a U.S. Air Force serviceman who was stationed at Shaw Air Force Base near Sumter, Sumter, South Carolina, reported to local police that he saw the lizard man while driving on I-20 on his way to the base. According to his claim, he pulled over and shot the creature in the neck with his handgun and even collected scales and a sample of blood from the beast. But upon being interrogated by the police... He admitted that he had made the entire story up and that Sheriff Truesdale charged him with unlawful possession of a handgun and filing a false police report. What a fucking dumbass. Right? Why would you tell the cops you shot something when you didn't really if you're in illegal possession of a firearm in your car? I mean, come on. Dumbass (laughs) alert. Yeah. All in all, more than 12 people saw the lizard man in the summer of 1988. Some witnessed the creature crossing the road out in front of their vehicles. Some claimed to have been chased out of the area by it. Others claimed to have heard strange, eerie howling and screeching coming from the swamp. The police even found strange 14-inch long three-toed footprints that were allegedly left by the monster, which were cast with plaster. Pictures of these casts can be found online, and they do look really fucking bizarre to me, but they don't look organic in a way. They look kind of boxy. If you look at them, they are almost look like they're carved out of wood to me, just m- me personally. They, they, or they look really fucking weird. Did you happen to see those pictures? Uh, I did not see the pictures of the casts. Nah, you're not missing much. Cool. In 2008... Another couple living in the area reported very similar damage done to their vehicle while it was parked outside of their house one night. Bite marks were left on the wheel well, along with blood. However, DNA testing of the blood found that it belonged to a domestic dog, or at least that's what they want you to think. Actually, I can kind of back that up. One of our dogs chewed the wife's wheel well once when they were a puppy, you know, enough to leave a little bit of blood from their gums. So, yeah, that actually happens. Interesting. Tragically, on June 17th, 2009, Christopher Davis, the teenage McDonald's employee who had first reported his harrowing encounter with the lizard man back in 1988, was found shot to death in his home in an apparent drug-related incident. 19-year-old Lakeem Devar Butler of Camden turned himself in shortly afterward, while a second suspect, Anagori Santrell Slater, went on the run, but was quickly captured by authorities. Both men were charged and convicted in his death. 
In 2015, the lizard man was once again spotted and filmed on an iPhone by a local resident named Sarah near Camden Highway in Bishopville. According to her account, she took the 20-second video while she was standing outside of her church. Still frames of the video went viral. All right, so what do you make of this, man? Uh, we're looking at a picture of a still frame from the video right now. What do you make of it? That is... um. It's pretty good for a Halloween costume, but pretty poor for someone trying to actually look like a lizard man. You know, I'm, that definitely. I, I'm, that, I'm, I'm admiring those deltoid muscles, man. I wish I had those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's kind of walking with like quite like the swagger. It looks like with like a twist in his hips, like like he's king shit of lizard swamp. It, it's a really good costume, but um, yeah, I don't think that's the actual lizard man. I could be yeah. wrong. I could be wrong, but it doesn't look like a real lizard man to me. I don't know, man. It almost looks like he has four toes. I can't tell. It's a little blurry down by his feet. Yeah. I think if, if this was a hoax, I think they should have taken the hoax video from further away because that's just too clear and it makes it obvious that it's not. I don't know, dude. It just looks like a piece of shit costume made out of rubber. Yeah. I think the tail's like a dead giveaway. You know, <laughs> It's just because- dragging on the ground. Yeah, it yeah, it's not you know controlled by anything, and it also come it, it looks like it's coming out of like the small of his back instead of out of like his tailbone where a tail would normally grow. Yeah. Just before the solar eclipse of August 2017, the South Carolina Emergency Management posted a tweet with a map which showed places where local residents were most likely to spot the lizard man due to the enhanced paranormal activity caused by the eclipse. Every summer beginning in 2018, the so-called Friends of the Lizard Man Committee hosts the Lizard Man Stomp, a festival with live music, Lizard Man themed merchandise, and of course, thousands of like-minded tourists who share their love for cryptid creatures. Much like the Mothman of Point Pleasant, the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp has become somewhat of a mascot to the community. Real or not, it has helped drive much-needed tourism revenue into their relatively poor area and has put the town on the map as being the birthplace of such a legendary creature, up there with the likes of Bigfoot and the Fresno Nightcrawler. Some local residents embrace the legend and have integrated it into their own lives in different ways, through music, artwork, and oral tradition. Others scoff at the entire story and see it as a source of shame and embarrassment. Others are left with a more agnostic position on the matter, neither believing nor disbelieving, and either through curiosity, paranoia, or doubt, make the occasional glance over into the scape or swamp as they happen to be driving by, in the off chance that they may catch a glimpse of the seven-foot-tall lizard man. So, if you ever find yourself driving through Browntown, South Carolina, keep your eyes peeled and stay frosty. You never know what might leap out of the swamp and latch onto the hood of your car, shrieking a blood-curdling shriek. All right, man, so let's uh, go over a few of the most common theories. So why don't you kick this one off by going over the first one? All right. Mass hysteria. 
One of the most common beliefs is that the legend of the Lizard Man originated from a small handful of people who either made the whole story up or wrongfully believed that they saw a humanoid Lizard Man stalking their community and sought to explain certain events like a teenager damaging his car through his own recklessness or vandalism in a way that absolved themselves from responsibility by blaming it all on something that could never be proven positively or negatively. From here, the story then snowballed into a monster of its own, irrespective of its actual authenticity. Entrepreneurs and merchants added fuel to the fire by marketing the Lizard Man by selling merchandise and driving much welcome tourism revenue into the community, offering little incentive to debunk any of the claims made. All right, second on our list of common theories is hoax. Others believe that all the stories were just a collection of hoaxes, which some accounts were proven to be. Skeptical inquirer Benjamin Radford listed some inconsistencies in Chris Davis's story and concluded that his account was unconvincing. The skeptic claimed that the details of Davis's report changed over time. He also alleged that the teenager gave contradictory accounts about the creature's appearance. Radford argued that it's unlikely that Davis would have noticed details about the creature's features in the dark. He said that Davis's accounts about the creature attacking his car also had contradictions. He concluded that the teenager's claims were likely a publicity stunt organized by a company that reportedly arranged and managed his public appearances. But do you really think that a teenager would do that? Do you really think a teenager back in those days would have... Look, all um, I'm saying is, do you think that a teenager would do that? Just go on TV and tell lies for money and fame? I mean, I'm kind well, of skeptical. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if a teenager would just go on TV and tell lies for fame and money. <laughs> no, the the only unbelievable part is that some random kid in some little town has a public appearance manager. <laughs> or like a company that manages manages all of his public appearances. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty dope for a 17 year old. <laughs> yeah, it must be nice. Um, another common theory is a misidentified Bigfoot. Some people believe that the lizard man of Scape or Swamp may have been a misidentification of a more well-known and more commonly cited cryptid creature, Bigfoot. Due to the creature's tall stature, some have made the assertion that this could have been a Sasquatch that was living in the swamp, and due to living in the swamp, appeared green in color due to moss and algae either growing on its body, or it was using as some sort of camouflage. However, some problems with this argument are the apparent three-toed footprints found near the scenes of two lizard man sightings, an eyewitness description of it having three clawed hands, when bug when Bigfoot is alleged to have five fingers and five toes similar to humans. Furthermore, some eyewitness accounts of the lizard man describe it as having a tail, which Bigfoot does not. What do you think about that theory, man? Not yet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Bigfoot does not have a tail. Yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, the fourth theory that we're going to go over is lizard man was part of a reptilian race of humanoids. One theory about the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp is that the creature was one or several of the reported reptilians that allegedly shapeshift into human form. According to reptilian conspiracy theorists such as David Icke, this race of highly malevolent reptilian alien beings rule every part of our society and are responsible for most, if not all, of the ills and highly tragic events that happen in our world. 
One notable example of an alleged reptilian is Mark the Zuck Zuckerberg, CEO of Meta and founder of Facebook, who, to many, doesn't appear completely human and has been on a PR campaign in recent years trying to desperately improve his public image by releasing videos of himself doing normal, everyday human activities, such as searing the flesh of animal carcasses on a human-made barbecue grill and making outdated Nickelback jokes that somebody else wrote for him in order to prove that he is a human, just like you or I, with normal human emotions and a normal human sense of humor. Could Mark Zuckerberg be the lizard man of Skateboard Swamp? In 2016, during an hour-long online Q&A session, Zuckerberg was asked by one user, quote, Mark, are the allegations true that you're secretly a lizard? End quote. Visibly taken aback by the question, he nervously licked his lips with his forked tongue and blinked sideways before responding with, quote, I'm going to have to go with no on that. I am not a lizard, end quote. But to be fair, that's exactly what a lizard man would want you to believe. All right, man, are you ready to try and solve this some bitch once and for all? Ready. Let's take it away. Uh, do you want to do you want to start? Um, I want to know what, what you think about all this. Well, I think a lot of this is hilarious. Um, I do think Zuckerberg is not human, but I don't think he's a lizard man. You know, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely don't think it's a Bigfoot living in the swamp. You know, the the footprints don't match, right? Um, hoax probably. Um, but yeah, j- just like the Mothman, you know, someone saw something and it kind of spread like wildfire. And before they could get to the truth, they they saw all this tourism revenue coming into their little area, and they were like. Yeah, fuck it. He's real. Let's just go with that. <laughs> so you just think that this, like, if, if the media didn't blow up on it, they would have just maybe solved it, been more likely to just dismiss it. But since it blew up into this huge story, they just all collectively, whether consciously or not, decided to just go along with it because it increased tourism revenue and all that. Yeah. It, yeah. Who knows? Maybe there's just some knucklehead out there in a lizard costume that jumped on top of Chris Davis's car to scare the shit out of him, you know, and not thinking that there'd be any sort of like, I don't know, dude, in South Carolina, <laughs> in South Carolina, if you jump onto somebody's car in a lizard costume, you'd get your ass shot. You'd get ventilated like in three seconds. <laughs> well, apparently that didn't happen to old lizard man. You know, I guess yeah, you got to like, your who targets. Would, who, would, who would take that risk, man? I don't know if I'd buy that. I don't know either, but it's not like Lizard Man jumped onto the hood of, you know, a 1980s Ford with a blatant gun rack in the back window. He jumped on, you know, the roof of a 76 Celica with a teenager changing the tire. So I think that was kind of a safe bet that, uh, you know, a kid's first first response wouldn't be just to start pumping holes through the roof of his car. Ah, man. I don't know if I was going to pull a hoax like that. I don't think I would just do it to some random guy. You you don't know what that guy's packing. This is true. Well, and maybe, you're in South Carolina they in the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a well, surefire way to get your ass shot. Yeah. Well, maybe they're in on it. Maybe Chris Davis had a friend, you know, or maybe he made the whole thing up. 
Well, I mean, like if you had a friend that was in on it, why would they have to perform this stunt in the first place if it's all just going to be his word anyway? This is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have any other thoughts about this one? Not really. I don't think that any of these theories really hold a lot of water aside from that, you know, the, the mass hysteria or hoax. Either way, what one of those two things led to big tourism revenue and they just left it at that, you know? Right on. Yeah. So I've, I've got two theories on this one that I'm not sure which one is more likely of the two. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to go over both of them because for me, it's kind of neck and neck and I can't really decide. So the first one that I've got, I think that this lizard man story was some sort of hoax or misidentification that was reported to Sheriff Truesdale when he went around looking for answers about that damaged car that he was investigating. And then from there, the story really took off once Chris Davis told his account about being ambushed by the lizard man, you know, when he was changing his tire that one night. Yeah. But then, you know, when it comes to Chris Davis in particular, I think he might have been doing something he shouldn't have been doing that night. Like maybe he was off-roading in his car when his parents told him not to do that shit. And then he had to come up with a good explanation as to why he got one of his tires blown out and scrapes all over his vehicle. So, you know, he just lied to his parents about encountering the lizard man and thinking that that would be that. But, you know, they believed him and they made him go down to sheriff's the sheriff's office to report the encounter. So, you know, this little fuck up that he did which he then covered up with a lie, made the story kind of spiral out of control into this huge fucking news story. And, you know, at that point, there's no going back and coming clean about it because, you know, them good old boys would be out for his blood if they found out that he just kind of bamboozled all of them. So, yeah, he just I think he just kept his mouth shut in the years following that. And then people started believing in this harmless legend. And, you know, the area began raking in more money for tourism and that sort of thing. Makes yeah. sense. I, yeah, I I like that theory because that's you know seems like something a teenager would do is oh totally lie you know. But they also you think said teen- that he, do you think a teenager would lie like that though? I think a teenager would lie about anything. I don't know, man. I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I'm skeptical because the the sheriff said that this kid took a polygraph test and passed. Well. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, polygraph <laughs> tests, polygraph tests are not admissible in court and they're notoriously unreliable. So yeah. anytime someone passes a polygraph test, I'm just like, so fucking what? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it just means All that right someone then. someone can lie like a psychopath. <laughs> but anyway, um, the second theory that I've got is that this was Mark Zuckerberg. Allegedly. I want to make that very clear. Allegedly, Mark Zuckerberg. Like, I think that he might have been out in that swamp back in 88 and back before he was collecting data electronically to learn more about what it means to be a human. He had to lurk in the swamp and take notes from far away. So it would make complete sense to me because if Mark Zuckerberg is a reptilian and was the lizard man of Scape or Swamp, I think that he would definitely do everything in his power to stop us from doing this episode. So not only does this theory explain who or what the lizard man was. It also explains why our Instagram account was deleted for no reason without explanation. Like, I think that he just did not want us getting too close to the truth and definitely did not want our listeners to hear about it either. Allegedly. Allegedly. 
It's a very solid theory, you know. Although when when was Mark Zuckerberg born? Would he have been eighty three or eighty four? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. 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 Cause it, it, yeah. If he really is a lizard man or a reptilian, there's no telling how how old he could be. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do you have anything else you want to go over when it comes to this this mystery? Um, I don't think so. All right, man. Do you have any apologies, shout outs or clarifications to make today? I want to give a quick shout out to a local San Diego band, uh, Toxins. Um, I'm friends with uh, with one of the band members. They have just released their very first full length album called Existential Dread. Um, they have also released a music video to go along with it. Uh, a local home brewer has made a beer collaboration with them and rumor has it. They're going to have their own hot sauce coming out soon. So if you're a fan of good music, hop on Spotify or Apple music, whatever you listen to go check out the toxins, new album existential dread. What genre is that? Is that death metal? It's not death metal. It's, um, it's like a, it's more like a punk screamo emo kind of genre okay well right on if you're into that go go check that out so today i'd like to just give an apology to mark zuckerberg because please don't ban our instagram account again for no reason i for one welcome you as our new reptilian overlord allegedly all right man i think it's time to get out of here like sands through the hourglass so too are the minutes of our podcast But don't fret, dear listener. We'll be back again to breathe new life into an old mystery next time. Remember, folks, the truth is out there, somewhere in the ether. And through our powers combined, we'll solve that some bitch once and for all. This is Super Mystery Bros. Much better, much better. I still need to fucking enunciate a little more. <clears throat> Get my That's fucking fine. voice going. Try to ignore this fucking stinging pain in my fucking rib cage. Yeah, I took quite the fucking shot there, dude. Like, as soon as that guy hit me, he like bounced off and like looked at me, and was like, "You good?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I just fucking oh. walked away. And I went to the bar and I got a cup of water and I just like reset myself. I'm like, "Okay, now I'm good." Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we left, and I was like, "Yeah, that's gonna hurt in the morning." <laughs> it fucking it feels like it black and blue marks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Where does it hurt? Oh, pretty much right around the big bloody spot right here. <laughs> was that from something 
that was from Kung Pao. I might have butchered the quote, but oh, uh, <laughs> where, 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 well, where does it, it hurt? So long. He's like, where, where does it hurt? Oh, pretty much around the big bloody spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Underrated yeah. movie. 